If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Thank you, Picker. I like hearing that song first thing here on Sunday morning. And good morning to all you listeners out there. My name is R.T. Lowe, and you're listening to For Your Information here on KTHT Cox Radio. For Your Information is a public affairs program, and we try to have a guest on from the community that can tell us about things that uh, they're working with. And I have a great guest today and somebody who touches... Uh, almost everybody in the community actually one way or the other his work touches everyone in the community he is a superintendent of schools for cleveland independent school district his name is dr daryl myers are you still on the line dr myers yes sir i am rt thanks for having me on today oh it's good to always good to have you on and i know right here before school starts you've got a thousand other things to be doing so uh, i really appreciate you being on well, we're we're appreciative of being able to uh, get on the air and be able to tell folks what's going on at, at Cleveland ISD, and we're real proud of, of things that are that are happening right now in our district. For the listeners outside of this general area, you want to tell everybody about the borders of Cleveland Independent School District? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, Cleveland ISD encompasses three different counties. We have. Montgomery County, a small portion in it, and then a uh, small portion in, in San Jacinto County, and then the district is predominantly made up of, of people that live in Liberty County. So we go from, oh, up around Bear Creek uh, to the north, uh, northwest, all the way down to Harris County in, in the southern portions of our school district. So we have a very uh, long school district. It's not too considerably wide from, you know, the Torkington Bio over uh, out 105 uh, West, but it is it is very long district, so uh, we're, we're kind of spread out. Being long, an extension of the growth pattern of the Houston area, isn't it? it yes, it is. Uh, down on the southern end, uh, I'm sure most of our listeners know that the Parkway uh, 99, the Gulf Parkway, is coming through there, and uh, that's coming right through. The, the next leg comes directly through our school district on the southern end, uh, basically between uh, Cleveland ISD and Huffman ISD. So uh, the growth on the southern end of our school district is just uh, extraordinary uh, at this point, and really seeing a booming, I guess, population down on the southern end. Yeah, and then, at, of course, at the other end of the county, the growth isn't quite quite so much, although there's growth all over the school district. Well, there's normal, I mean, what we used to consider normal growth all over uh, the northern end. I mean, we have, 
you know, uh, kids move in and, and so forth, uh, just like we always have. But what we're seeing right now is, you know, the like I said, the southern end is the one that's really driving the, the uh, drastic in, increase in student population. And I hate to do this because the fact is it changes day to day. And, and I've talked to uh, superintendents in the past that say that uh, the population of the school actually goes up or, or down in some cases it used to go down about halfway through the year but that's uh of lately that's not the trend is it in <laughs> it's not for us i'll say that you know uh and 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 they're right i mean it, it ebbs and flows throughout the school year uh i will say this up until about april of last year there was not a uh there was not one week in which we were not gaining kids uh, if you look at the population longitudinally of the school district, it, to give you an idea of what type of increases we're talking about, you know, in 2014, in, in that May, we finished school with 3,654 students in the district. And uh, over the course of the last three years, uh, you know, 2017, this last May, we were at 4,974, so that's an increase in three years of uh, 1,320 kids. That's, and, and that's, that's significant. That's, that's 20, 27% growth in three years. That's a large school <laughs> all by itself. It is. It's a couple of campuses if you're looking at elementary schools. So mm. uh, that's, that's why we have the portals, and that's why we have so much building going on right now It's because uh, you know, of that increase plus, you know, what, what we're forecasting for this upcoming year. Well, I guess the best way for everybody to deal with it is, uh, as I guess taking the reality is we're going to have to deal with it each day because it's going to change and it's going to grow because Cleveland isn't going to get any smaller. No, you know, it's, it's not RT and, and we're, we're seeing that right now. Uh, we've been doing uh, registration for new students over the course of the last three or four weeks, and uh, as of you know today, we're sitting at uh, uh, 600 new students to the district. And those, when I say new students, I'm talking about students who were not enrolled in our district last year. So if you take out the uh, the 200 uh, graduates that we had in the senior class. Uh, that's a net gain at this point of 400 students. So I, I'm suspecting that uh, when we come in and start school on the 28th, we're probably going to be looking at a, you know, a 500 student increase over the the summer months. My goodness. Well, we, I guess we'll just have to deal with it. We will, you know, and we we we've added some portables and things of that nature. Uh, to try to deal with that growth, we we planned on about a 12% growth for this year, and we've staffed accordingly. I believe we'll be set for, you know, a, a four to 500 student growth. We may have to add a couple more portables, and we may have to uh, s uh, split some classes and and add some teachers as we go. But for the most part, I think we're pretty much set. And we're speaking with Dr. Daryl Myers. He is the superintendent of schools for Cleveland Independent School District. Uh, we've been talking about the growth of Cleveland, and the reason for that is uh, part of the way you've been dealing with it is uh, this past year you managed to get another bond election through. We did. You know, we uh, 
back in 2015, we, we were fortunate enough to pass a $35 million bond, and we've got those projects on the ground now and under construction. And then uh, just due to the growth that we're seeing, the exponential growth, uh, we're fortunate enough to, to go back to the voters in uh, this past May 2017 and uh, go for for uh, $80 million bond, and our, our voters recognize the need for that. And it basically passed two to one, so very pleased with that. And over the summer, we've been in the design phase for that bond. So we have a lot of different projects going on right now um, in the district, everything from um, actual construction on the ground to the, the design of the next phase of buildings. And that's, uh, if you don't mind, with a lot of moms and dads wondering about what's going on at the, you know, with the construction and stuff. Sure. I guess first, you you mind telling us uh, basically what construction you have going on right now? Right. Uh, right now, what what we're dealing with is um, essentially taking East Side uh, Intermediate School and bringing it from a say a 600 student campus up to a thousand students. Uh, which is essentially building a new cafeteria or cafetorium with a new kitchen and, and new office space uh, to accommodate the growth, and then taking that old space where those old items were, uh, the cafeteria and offices and library and things of that nature, and filling that in with classrooms. Uh, that way we have a, a cafeteria that's large enough to, to serve the number of students that are on that campus. And that's a, you know, classrooms are a driver, but if you can't feed them um, and get them feed a, fed, excuse me, efficiently, uh, that's a driver too. So we have that going on on the east side. And we, we, we essentially have the same project that's happening at our middle school. Uh, we were, again, building a cafetorium and building offices and, uh, a, a new media center, and, and then we go back in and fill in the uh, existing areas uh, that house those with, with new classrooms. And uh, those, both of those projects right now, uh, there is construction going on. Uh, we, we had a meeting last Thursday, we, uh, our construction meeting, and, and uh, took a tour uh, uh, with the construction manager and looked at... Uh, Issues that we need to, to uh, resolve prior to the kids coming to ensure that it's safe and uh, that we don't have kids in the construction area or things like that. Yeah, I would imagine that's going to be a, one of the concerns that everybody's got is you're going to have to make sure safety people go through and uh, keep the kids separated from construction, <laughs> huh? Sure it is. And, you know, we, uh, we have a parent... Uh, night that, that's coming up that uh, week before school starts and, and people can look on our website and find out exac exactly which campus has it on which night but uh, we're doing that essentially so that our parents can see that while it's under construction that the, the kids aren't in the construction area and that it's a, a safe environment for kids and we've had our uh, Cleveland fire marshal that's come out and worked with us on making sure that our fire alarms are getting hooked up and making sure that everything's uh, where it needs to be as far as life safety and student safety. 
and you know safety as you're saying i'm sure you've had everybody come through like you've said and that's important but uh you know a lot of people are going to just be interested curiosity what's going on uh, all over the campus uh, a lot of people are talking about the changes out around the football field what's going on out there we do uh you know we have several projects that that the board has looked at over the course of uh, my tenure here and uh, we've been saving money um, as far as our fund balance is concerned to be able to do some some projects in-house and, and not have to ask voters for money so we've been pretty conservative with budgets and uh, we were fortunate enough to have that bond pass in, in May which allowed us to not have to utilize so much of our fund balance on portables and we were able to to start some projects that have been needed um, in the district uh, for a while. Uh, for instance, like you were saying, at the football field, uh, we're putting turf down. Uh, you know, and a lot of people say, well, you know, we don't really don't need turf. We can play on grass. And, and I, you know, I agree that we can play on grass, and I prefer to play on grass. Uh, however, uh, we started soccer last year, and it, you know, when you have three soccer teams that play on that field in the middle of the winter, uh, as the type of winters that we have, maybe not cold, but they're wet, and uh, we basically play in a mud bowl. Yeah. Uh, so the the ability to uh, have that field uh, drain properly and have a, a playing surface that is good for soccer uh, is adequate for the band to be able to perform on without having to worry about uh, mud and uniforms and things of that uh, as far as the band's concerned uh, you know it's a real benefit for our kids and and so that is the only field that we have for competition and it gets a lot of traffic during football season and now a lot of traffic during soccer season so we've got that that happening and uh, we also have uh, tennis courts going in so we're looking forward to that where, where are the tennis courts at the tennis courts are going to be uh where the the we had two tennis courts that were built back in the 70s when we built uh what what is now the middle school and uh oh. we have about well we have over 50 students that play tennis and trying to get 50 <laughs> kids out there on a two tennis courts is tough and those yeah. tennis courts were in not I won't say bad condition, but well used condition. <laughs> they were ten uh, or fifteen years ago. They were well used uh, in the condition that they were in. Uh, so uh, the board has taken money from fund balance savings account, in other words, and uh, they've uh, designated uh, the money for us to get eight tennis courts. So that's great for our kids that. We can redo the two that we have and add the additional six uh, tennis courts, and um, we can we can basically practice all our kids now, um, and at the same time hold tournaments. And uh, it's just going to you know the community can use those, and it's just going to be great great for our uh, school and great for our community. Wow, that is going to be good. That, that'll bring in a whole lot of different people too, because it's a uh, it's got as good female uh, participation as male participation. It, it does. We have a lot of young ladies that play tennis, and it's it's a great sport. I think it's a great alternative in life sport uh, for for kids to play. And when you were talking about the 
the field and excuse me real quick we're speaking with dr daryl myers he is a superintendent of schools for cleveland independent school district got to keep telling them who we're talking to <laughs> talking about the football field i tell you what as you said the east texas winners cleveland area it does get muddy that's the same field that people have been playing on since the 50s <laughs> yes and, sir it is and we we had we had we had drainage issues with that field, and uh, um, I was this last rain that we had, uh, we we collected ten inches on that site. Oof. And what's so nice about it was that we we had no standing water on that field. It really it, was, it all dissipated and was gone, and uh, went out to uh, Truman Street uh, across our property out to the ditch, and everything flowed properly. And so I was really really proud to see that with that that huge rain that we had as you were saying that we have a lot of participants in soccer now we do we have a lot of kids that play soccer and the band i uh, i know i keep going back to my years at the cleveland independent school district high school i got to be in band and football both and the band if they do things right, the same feet are hitting in the same spot over and over, and that sure does irritate a defensive lineman when he has to line up in a basically a ditch from people marching in the same place. It does, you know. And our band program is tremendous. Uh, yes. You know, like we were talking about uh, earlier, that you know we've had fifty years or so of sweepstakes, you know, consecutive years. So. Our band program is just phenomenal, and and we're we're getting close to marching 200 kids, and so we're growing, and that in and of itself takes its toll on the field as well. Yeah, well, talk about the band for a minute, and I, and the other things that you had, you know, the uh, a good participation in a lot of UIL activities. Uh, and, you know, it's not always – it's great that the band and many other parts of CISD are winners, but it, the participation itself uh, helps the students, whether they're talking about going to college or whether or not they're talking about going into industrial areas. Well, you, you know, RT, we all, we, we all want to be winners, but uh, in the long run, the, the benefit from extracurricular activities in the public school is – uh, for the the student themselves, as far as personal growth, whether you're in the band or you're in the drill team or you play football or baseball or whatever, being a part of of those activities, there's so many life lessons that are learned by participating in those. That uh, and there's so many studies that have been done about students who do participate in those activities and and how much better they do academically. That you know, we just we want to support our kids the best we can, and uh, so we we always look for avenues for participation, especially as we grow and we get more kids. As we're talking about the other construction in the area, I didn't mean to get off on a tangent there, but uh, I, I liked that we're finally able to do something on that that field. It needed a lot of work, but you're doing a lot of work on almost every campus, aren't you? We are. You know. Uh, our campuses that that our existing campuses that that aren't under construction, I'll I'll give you an example. At Southside, we've we've replaced the chillers, uh, the chiller system at Southside. That was about a two million dollar project, <sighs> and uh, then on all our campuses, we're putting in security vestibules as far as the the front entrance is concerned. Uh, we keep the other doors uh, locked, but at the front entrance, we're putting in. 
a security vestibule so that um, we make the campus a little bit more secure. And when, when parents come, they can go into the vestibule and uh, talk directly with the receptionist, and they'll buzz them in and um, just makes the campus a little bit safer for our kids and our, our staff. And, you know, it would be nice if it was 50 years ago as, way, as far as the way things were able to do. But we are where we are today, and we have to make that investment to keep this. We do, we do RT. You know, probably when you and I were in school, you could go out in the parking lot, and um, a lot of guys would have a shotgun in the, in the gun rack on the back of the, the back window of the truck. And, <laughs> yep. you know, that was, that was just uh, natural for uh rural schools uh like cleveland at that time but uh, you know our society's changed and things have changed and so safety is a prime concern as far as our campuses go and uh the life safety of our students and uh, so yeah we have to change with the times and it's not always pleasant as far as the changes uh and the, the extra that we have to go through but nonetheless it's necessary you know one thing i that just flashed through my mind. Uh, maybe I really am getting old, but I'm remember remembering sitting in those classrooms and then getting up to like oh somewhere around 175 degrees and one fan <laughs> blowing in the corner. I think I'm willing to trade the safety stuff for air conditioning in that two million dollar chilling unit at Southside. Uh, I agree. Uh, I was in those same classrooms with you with that that one fan. So, you know, uh, there are some tough things that uh, times have changed. There's some real good things going on at the schools. Yes, sir. We're, we're, uh, we're growing and, and progressing in, in all areas. Uh, what other campuses besides Southsides are, are we looking at efforts being made? Essentially, what's, what we're just to give you an overview of what, what's coming uh, in the future, when we pass this $80 million uh, bond in May, that money is earmarked for a new elementary school, ah. uh, also to double the size, essentially, of the high school, take it up to about 1,900 students or so, and then to build a service center, which houses our transportation, uh, warehousing, maintenance and operation, and all those auxiliary services on one site. Uh, there's a desperate need for that right now. Obviously, as our as our student population grows, all those auxiliary services grow, especially things like transportation. We're adding about seven bus routes per year, and uh, wow. as, as a result of that, you know we're 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 kind of landlocked where we are with our transportation department, and we are out of room. Uh, so we've got to address some of those things. And our warehousing is now too small for for us to buy in bulk, so we've got to address that. So those type things are, are going on as far as the planning process right now, the design phase, and then uh, probably here toward the end of August, 1st of September, uh, our architects are going to be to the point where they're going to be able to bring a design to the board and let the board take a look at it and make some adjustments as they, as they see fit uh, on those projects. So not only do we have the, the construction going on on the ground in, in several different areas, uh, but we have, like I said, construction on the in the design phase on the drawing board right now uh, for the next couple of years. I will say this for for our parents that are listening: uh, during the course of this this coming school year, we'll be having some uh, public meetings, and uh, what we're moving to 
is uh, pre-K through five elementary design. Right now, as you know, we have Southside that is our pre-K through two, and then they, our students go to Northside, and uh, that's a three-four campus, and then to East uh, Eastside, which is a, a five-six campus, and so forth. Uh, so they make several transitions. Uh, we're going to uh, restructure the way that that we have kids in our school district as far as where they attend school and try to keep kids on one campus uh, until they're in the fifth grade. Um, and obviously that's that's better for our students uh, without them transitioning, uh, you know, every other year. Uh, it, it gives them a, a better sense of belonging. It gives them uh, more stability and also surrounds them with people that they recognize and that they've gone to school with for several years. Uh, so uh that's coming up uh we're drawing attendance zones and we're going to get with the community and let the community look at them and and give input and and uh then over the course of uh the summer in 2018 uh we'll be making that adjustment well that'll be a real major change because like you said the way things are set up now you have is it just pre-k and k at Southside? uh no at Southside we have pre-k through two Okay, um, but now, still, that, that's not very long at one campus for little kids. No, it, it's not, and the thing about our Southside campus is, you know, last year we finished up with about 1,400 kids on that campus, and that was pre-K through two, so we're really looking forward to having the Eastside project come online this year and uh, being able to, to divide our students up to where we can balance um, our student populations on those campuses and then with the addition in a couple of years of another elementary school, it really will help uh, with with the population. And like I said, uh, having having the the schools from pre-K through five really give our kids some some stable uh, environments to to work in. They don't have to worry about where they're going to be going to school or changing to a new school or or so forth. You know for uh, the most impressionable portion of their uh, their public school life. Oh, absolutely. I can, you know, I didn't do it. Uh, you know, the school I went to is more like the one you're talking about. Right, right. We went that way. But I can imagine for the young people uh, spending at the most three years or maybe four at the beginning, but then every two years changing, you know, it's... Right. Well, I think every, I think I think everybody that's gone through public school can can take a look back and look at at the grades where uh, there was, I guess, the most uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, the most uncertain uh, grades in in school or the ones that that there was the most problems in. And it, if you if you think back, it's always the grades where there was a transition. Yeah. You know, like the sixth grade. If you if you were in a pre K through five school, there's when you were in the sixth grade, there was a it was a pretty uh, tempestuous year probably because you went to the middle school or the junior high school, and then when you were freshman in high school, uh, again uh, that's usually a um, at risk type year for kids because it's a change. And you know, what we want to do is just add stability. Uh, for our kids so that we're only making you know a couple of transitions over the course of of their public school career 
Well, I know the folks out here appreciate y'all trying to think ahead and, and get ahead of the curve on things. Uh, I, I know you've been trying so hard to stay ahead of the curve with the growth, <laughs> but uh, that's kind of going to be kind of hard to do. But uh, y'all have done a really good job. And I'm going to tell you something. The years that I've been interv- interviewing you, talking about schools, I have learned so much about how difficult it is to get – Kids in class taken care of properly and out of class back home safely. It is it's difficult, and uh, we do the best we can, and, and we're not perfect. I mean, we've got things we need to work on, and we do make mistakes. Uh, the main thing is when we make a mistake, we'll own up to it, and, and we'll try to do better uh, because we have a, a servant's attitude here, and uh, we're here to serve our community and serve our kids. and. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take the best care of our kids that we can, just you know, like they're like they were our own. That's the way we try to treat them. Well, we appreciate it, and I appreciate you being my guest today. Thank you, RT. It was always a pleasure. Thank you, Doctor Myers. Okay, well, I guess that wraps it up for Cox Radio. For your information here on Sunday morning, we appreciate you listening. And pick her key up that flat top and take us on home. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.